Aging is natural, decay is optional, grow or decay, your choice. For all living things, especially us humans, the process of aging is inevitable, but it's biologically programmed to be a slow process. Most of what we call aging, and most of what we dread about getting older, is actually decay. The good news is, while we are all stuck with the real aging, decay is optional. There is an immutable science of aging, and you can't do anything about it, hair gets gray, maximum heart rate declines steadily over time, and your skin degenerates, regardless of how active you are. So you will look old, no matter what. But what really matters is that you don't have to act old or feel old. So how do we keep ourselves from decaying? By changing the signals we send to our bodies. The conventional wisdom that we start a long slide into old age and death at about 50 is wrong. It doesn't have to be that way. How you age is mostly up to you. You can choose to live like 50 until you're 80 and beyond. Changing your lifestyle can eliminate over 50% of all illness and injuries in the last third of your life. With the lifestyles common in the United States, around age 55, the majority of people start down the slippery slope toward old age. Every year we become a little fatter, slower weaker, and apathetic, with more pain and less mentally sharpness until after an injury or illness, we end up in a nursing home. The keys to overriding the decay code are daily exercise, emotional commitment, reasonable nutrition and a real engagement with living. But it starts with exercise. The human body constantly renews itself. For instance, every muscle cell in the body is replaced about every four months, your blood cells are replaced every three months, your platelets every ten days, your bones every couple of years. The only way we can really benefit from this constant renewal process is to couple it with exercise, if not, we put ourselves at risk for decay. Your body was designed at a time when hunting and gathering was the way of life, it doesn't know any other way. You have to exercise because it's who you are and where you came from. In the springtime on the African savanna, where humankind grew up, hunting and gathering required hours of walking, with intervals of running and sprinting in between. Exercise then is the single most powerful signal you can send your body that it's spring, and time to live and grow. It isn't complicated, but you have to do it every day. We have inherited a wonderful body and an amazing brain. But unfortunately, this astonishing, complex buildup we inherited wasn't designed for modern times, it was designed for life in nature, where only the fittest survive. To survive, our ancestors had to walk 8 to 10 miles every day, foraging for food, with intervals of running and sprinting when they hunt. This physical work of hunting and foraging served as a powerful signal to their bodies that all is well, and they can live and grow. Let's look at our modern lifestyle, with junk food, too much TV, long commutes, job stress, marital stress, poor sleep, artificial light and noise, and perhaps worst of all, no exercise or retirement, which can just substitute boredom and loneliness for job stress and commuting. In nature, this lifestyle sends signals of deadly peril, and your body and brain make deadly changes in response. Luckily enough, our body can't distinguish between walking in the neighborhood and foraging, or jogging and hunting. So we can make our systems function the way they were designed to work through constant exercise, the only language the body understands. When you exercise fairly hard, you stress your muscles. You drain them of energy stores, and you actually injure them slightly. The stress of exercise is good, because it tears you down to build you back up a little stronger. You wear out little bits that need to be replaced after each use, requiring lots of fine-tuning and minor repairs. Exercise is the only way to engage our body and our brain, the only key to living longer and getting younger, by being consciously and steadily active.
According to the authors Chris Crowley and Henry S. Lodge, there is one fundamental principle to longevity called Harry's first rule. It's a simple rule, and it goes like this, exercise six days a week for the rest of your life. The idea of constant exercise seems insane, but it's not. Don't think of it as exercise, think of it as telling your body to get stronger, more limber, functionally younger, in the only language your body understands. Do it because it's the only thing that works. Do serious aerobic exercise four days a week for the rest of your life. As everybody probably knows, aerobic exercises are steady, endurance activities that elevate your heart rate and keep it elevated. These include activities such as biking, jogging, hitting the treadmill, speed walking and the like. The authors recommend four days of serious aerobics weekly, solely because steady aerobic exercise, over months and years, produces dramatic improvements in your circulatory system, which is one of the ways exercise saves your life. More than any other single thing, circulation is the key to good health and an active lifestyle. It controls our capacity to get fuel and oxygen to the muscles, where they are burned to create the power that keeps us moving. And it takes away the debris from the burning process. When you gasp for air during exercise, this doesn't mean your body is desperate for more oxygen, it's desperate to get rid of the waste. Likewise, the burning sensation you feel in your muscles, it's not from torn or strained muscle fibers but from the buildup of ashes in the form of lactic acid. All these processes culminate to improve your longevity. However, before you begin taking aerobic exercises, ensure you make a realistic assessment of the shape you're in currently so that you can make a start that fits your condition. Start with what's easy for you. If walking half a mile every day is just as much as you can take right now, then begin by walking half a mile daily. If you are the type who could start by cycling for two hours daily, fine, then go for it. Those numbers will improve as you keep at it. The truth about aerobics is this, if you start too easy and you'll get bored, and if you start too hard and you'll quit or hurt yourself. Now, don't feel like an idiot when you realize you can barely stay on the treadmill for 15 minutes at low speed. What matters most is that your feet are already on the right path, the fact that you're willing to start exercising. When all is said and done, it's not struggling on the first day or the 30th or 60th that's going to work, it's showing up every day and doing something. Push yourself a little, but don't push yourself over the edge. Start slow, slower than feels good. But hold at that level only until your body gets used to your new routine. Increase the pace as you get more comfortable. Begin at your own pace, but ultimately give yourself a little push. Don't go so slow that you get bored. A few weeks after beginning the aerobics exercise on a low tempo, you will start to feel comfortable. This is the time to get heavy, take it up a notch. Do serious strength training, with weights, two days a week for the rest of your life. Unlike aerobic exercise, which is primarily about your muscle's ability to endure, strength training is primarily about your muscle's ability to deliver power. Aerobic exercise takes you across the threshold for endurance, circulation and longevity, but you need strength training for power and neural coordination. This neural coordination is not just mere eye-hand coordination, it's the coordination of fine muscle detail through the complex networks of nerves that connect your brain and body. We all know that one of the most common features of people who lift weights in the gym or engage in other strength sports is their swollen muscles and tight abs. However, the hidden importance of strength training, the one that can really change your physical life, is the increase in coordination. It's very important to know that your muscles have two different types of cells, the strength cells and endurance cells. 
Muscle endurance cells, also known as slow twitch, have more mitochondria, more endurance, and less power. While muscle strength cells, also known as fast twitch, have fewer mitochondria, less endurance, and much more power. When you engage in strength training, you develop the muscle strength cells which enable your muscle, in general, to deliver power, and in turn give a fine-tune to your coordination, appearance, movement and balance. Aerobic exercise does more to stop actual death, but strength training can make your life worthwhile. As you grow older, it keeps your muscle mass from turning into a puddle, your skeleton from becoming brittle, and your joints from hurting with every single step you take. This is the key to getting younger next year. To get the best out of your body in order to avoid unnecessary aging and all the pain that comes with it, you need to do serious strength training constantly. However, strength training shouldn't be done too often, like six days a week, for instance. Reason being that unlike the endurance units of your muscle, which recover from aerobic exercise overnight, your strength units need to enter a 48-hour repair cycle. So, two days a week of strength training is enough. Maximum three days. Contrary to what people think that taking strength training is only for youth, it's just as important for old people as it is for people in their 20s or 30s. In fact, the later in life, the more important it is. There was a study done a while ago in a nursing home. They got all the residents, including the ones who were on walkers or bedridden, to lift weights. It worked miracles, even though some of these people were in their 90s. Almost all the bedridden got up on walkers. The guys on walkers went to canes, and so on. So, no matter the point at which you pick up this type of exercise in life, the perks are always great. As Chris Crowley, one of the authors, who is an exercise enthusiast said, weight training is serious therapy to halt or reverse the ravages of aging. Do it early and you can skip a lot of aging altogether. Do it late and you can reverse a lot of it. I have felt those results myself, big time. Lose the diet and the diet mindset, the only way to lose weight is to exercise constantly and quit eating junk food. As a nation, we, especially the majority of us looking to shed some weight, believe that dieting is the same as good nutrition. We think that we need to starve ourselves or go through a short-term, highly restrictive program of eating in order to lose weight, which is not true at all. The truth is, diets don't work. Using dieting as a weight loss strategy won't do you any good in the long run. Yes, you lose weight, but almost everybody who loses weight by dieting will regain it in one to five years. Since by definition, dieting is a temporary food plan, you can be sure to gain your weight back once you stop eating according to that particular plan. Moreover, the deprivation of restrictive diets may result in a diet overeat or diet binge cycle. And since your body doesn't want you to starve, it responds to overly restrictive diets by slowing your metabolism, which of course makes it harder to lose weight. However, most of the unscrupulous weight loss companies out there want you to believe otherwise. They are very eager to peddle magic weight loss potions, such as special powders and pills, to desperate people, costing them their money and time at best, and fatal health consequences at worst. According to one of the authors, Harry, who is a medical doctor, the most significant step towards permanent healthy weight loss is to never go on a diet, but quit eating garbage. No matter what else you do, cut out the junk. Cut out the starch and the sugar, and replace them with fruits, vegetables and whole grains, primitive, unrefined grains like pumpernickel and seven-grain bread. Your plate should be 50% veggies and fruit, 25% whole grains, and 25% meat, poultry or fish. Also, portion control is essential, quit eating more than you want. Say no to supersize portions, whether it's fried at the fast food place or popcorn at the movies.
As often as possible, order an appetizer and a salad as your full meal. Your sainted mother was wrong, it's bad to clean your plate. Follow the iron rule, exercise more, eat less. In point of fact, exercising and eating less is the key to weight loss and healthy living. Exercising and not eating junk foods is not a diet, and you won't fail at it. If you don't lose weight, you will still be radically better off and functionally younger. If you lose weight, it's a bonus. So, exercise hard six days a week, stop eating crap and eat less. Bear in mind that good nutrition happens in the supermarket, not in the kitchen. If you buy it, you will eventually eat it, so before you head out the door for grocery shopping, get a good meal and make a list of all the healthy stuff you want to buy. Guess what? You will be thinner next year. Fire up your emotional brain and nurture yourself for a more positive life. The limbic brain is the part of the brain that controls our emotions, and in many ways, it's the most vital brain component we have. Complex emotions from the limbic brain are one reason mammals dominate the earth and reptiles don't. The reptilian brain, which is the purely physical brain, has control centers for fear and aggression, it operates on negative reinforcement. In us, humans and other mammals, the limbic brain, or emotional brain, invented love, joy, and play. It lets us love our young and work in groups. A third part of the brain, also known as the neocortical, or thinking brain, is concerned with thought, words and problem solving. These three aspects of the brain are connected to each other intricately, but careful research has revealed that most of the time our emotions are in the lead. Emotion is stronger than thought. We are social and emotional creatures from start to finish. So staying emotionally connected turns out to be a biological imperative, a significant part of the good life, and a real challenge as we age. The good news is that you can nurture positive emotions by consciously creating positive environments, driving away stress and loneliness, and reaching out to others. Your reptilian, physical brain, and your limbic, emotional brain have a 100 million year head start on working together. Your thinking brain will never catch them. Embrace that fact, and work hard to nourish each one of them. Connect, commit and care. And if you have a family, hold on to it. Divorce is surprisingly common in the third act of life. You're looking hard at old Fred and you think, you know, he wasn't that amazing 30 years ago. Now he's leaking testosterone and telling me how to cook. I think I'll just push him out of the boat. Or, if you are old Fred, you look at your wife and think, my god, she's an old woman and you marry young Susie Q, and live in real misery for a while. Do what you must. But give this a thought, the third act can be absolutely terrific. There are going to be some challenges, too. Maybe a touch of death at the end. And that may be more peaceful if you're with someone who loves or knows you pretty well. Once again, do what you must, maybe get a dog, live in a satisfying community of like-minded folks, or make new friends, but hanging on to family should be your default. Conclusion Normal aging isn't normal. Diseases and deterioration are not a normal part of growing old. They're an outrage, one we got used to because we set the bar so low. We come to accept a normal deterioration, getting old and dying, almost in one sentence, as if the two were the same thing. We can't do much about aging, but decay is up to us. Yes, it's optional. You will look old, but you don't have to feel old. And of course, if you don't let go and take care of yourself, even your looks will be better. Exercise constantly and don't go on a diet, but cut on the bad food you eat. Starting from sugar and starches and replace them with vegetables and fruits and whole grains, primitive, unrefined grains. Furthermore, foster your emotional brain for a more positive life.
Care about something or someone, and build strong relationships. Try this, follow these simple, yet challenging Harry's rules to stand a better chance at turning back your biological clock and living a healthy and fulfilled life. Exercise six days as week for the rest of your life. Do serious aerobic exercise four days a week for the rest of your life. Do serious strength training, with weights, two days a week for the rest of your life. Quit eating garbage. Care, connect and commit.